blessed to be here today. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. And we're rejoicing and we're glad in it. Amen. John chapter 14 verses 18, 19, and 20. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day, you shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that as we learn catechism, as we learn the books of the Bible, and the more we learn about you, Lord, we'll be more equipped to serve you and to honor you and to live for your glory. Lord, even now, as we walk through these passages, Lord God, we ask that you would grace us with understanding. And Lord, let your word go forth on good ground. Let our hearts be good ground that we may bear much fruit, Heavenly Father. Because apart from you, we can do nothing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as we look at these verses, John 14, 18 through 20, Jesus tells them, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And I love King James. My purpose is King James. But in ESV, I like verse 18 better. The, the, the interpretation better because it says, I will not leave you orphans. That's what he says. The ESV says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And as I see this statement that Jesus is making, as I observe this promise that Jesus is making, the question is, why is he making this promise? It's not because they deserve it. Because in Job chapter 14, verse 1, it says that man is born of a woman and is a few days and full of trouble. All are sin, amen? There's nothing that we deserve from God. But because of his love for us, for his people, and for his glory and for his namesake, he loves us. It's not that they deserved this promise. Because there were many times that they frustrated Jesus. You could look at the, uh, or they got on his nerves. You could look at it, there were times when Jesus said, how long shall I suffer you? One time Jesus was talking about how he was going to die and be risen again. And they were disputing about who would be the greatest. There were several times that as he loved them and cared for them, they were selfish. They were distracted. They wanted something other than what he was offering. So they didn't deserve this promise. The scripture tells us in Romans, verses chapter 3, verses 10 to 12, it says, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. No, not one. So it's not that they deserve this promise. 
but it's, God is good. This is why he promised them that he would not, they would not remain without comfort. He would not leave the orphans because God is good. Psalms chapter 5, verse 1 says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. God is good. That's why he promised them, I will not leave you comfort, because God had a plan the whole time. God had a plan to reunite man to himself for his glory. And they didn't understand that plan. And they didn't really realize that plan. But God is telling them, Jesus is telling them, I will not leave you comfortless. Because God is good. God's goodness is not predicated on what man does or doesn't do. God is just good because that's who he is. And as it was said earlier, God made us and everything for his glory. So before they ever had all this fear, because they're dealing with a bunch of fear right now, Jesus has told them that I'm going away. Their comforter has told them that I'm going away. Their teacher has told them I'm going away. Their Emmanuel, God with them, God with us, is telling them I'm going away. Not only am I going away, but you can't come with me. The disciples were always with Jesus. And even if the multitude wasn't there, the twelve was there. But even if the twelve weren't there, his faithful three were places that no one else went. Peter, James, and John. That was like his inner circle. But they couldn't even go with him. But in God's goodness, Jesus told them, I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. God is good, amen? Amen. God is good. It's not that we deserve anything, but because God is good, the Bible says while we were yet in sin, Christ died for the ungodly. And God is not just good to his people. He's good to wicked people who don't love him, people that don't serve him. And sometimes we look at that as believers and we say, why are these people prospering? Why are these people blessed? Why are they having good days? Why are they having, and I'm going through hell on earth, it seems, at times. And they're going through good times. Because the Bible says God is so good, he raises his blessings on the just and the unjust. God is good. In Genesis chapter 1, God is so good that everything that he does is good. That's how good God is. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 4, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Genesis chapter 1, verse 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathered together of the waters called these seas. And God saw that it was good. Amen. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, and the herb yielded seed after his kind, and the tree yielded fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Verse 25. This is just Genesis chapter 1. Verse 25. 
And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeped upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was, amen, good. Verse 25. Oh, verse, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 3. But in Genesis, we see that. That God is so good. Everything that he made is good. And God even made us good. But we sinned. We sinned against God. And that caused us to be separated from him. Because he told Adam and Eve, he said, that the day that you eat of that tree in the midst of the garden, you should die. And so, because of our rebellion and because of our sin, something that God made good and pure and wholesome, he made us in his image. We became corrupt. Our hearts became corrupt, and we were no longer good. But even though that's the case, the Bible says, but we were yet sin, Christ came. And here, as Jesus is about to go to the cross, this is one of the very last few words that he's speaking to him. And they're fearful and they're doubtful because Jesus said, I'm going away. And where I go, you can't come. But Jesus encourages them, and he tells them, I will not leave you comfortless. And sometimes we may, we may look at the tally sheet and see that our bad works right now don't really measure up. And we might feel like, man, God don't love me. God don't care about me. God's not for me. He is. In Christ Jesus, we can rest in the confidence that God is for us. God is with us, amen? And we're not without comfort. The Bible even says if you sin, you can confess your sin, and God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. That's a promise. But here in this garden, not the garden, but here in this situation where they're very fearful, they're very doubtful, they're, they're afraid. Jesus said, okay, I'm going away, but I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as orphans. I'm coming again. Praise God. This gave him some comfort. This gave him something to hold on to. In the midst of the fears, in the midst of the doubt, God loves his people so much, he's given us something to hold on to. Amen? He's given us a word. He's given us his word to hold on to. We can find comfort in his word. In the midst of our fears and our doubts, we can find comfort and peace within his word. As the enemy is coming to kill, still to destroy, as we're dealing with fear and we're dealing with doubt, and all these things are happening in our hearts and in our minds, and we're going through these different things, we can have comfort. And see, the world don't understand that. The world doesn't understand how believers can have comfort in the midst of all that they're going through. They don't understand that. But praise God, we understand that. God has revealed it to us. He showed us to it in his word. And he's given us an example, an example, an example. The Bible, in Hebrews, it talks about uh, we have a great cloud of witnesses who have come before us. People who found comfort and peace in the midst of trials, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of hard times. And the same God that kept Daniel in the lion's den is the same God 
The same God where David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I might feel that fear, but I'm not going to let it move me. Fear's going to come. Death's going to come. Don't be deceived. It's going to come. But it doesn't have to move us. Because by God's grace, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Praise God. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. A lot's going on here. Jesus has, Judas has left to go, go to who knows where. Jesus was explaining that somebody was going to betray him. Jesus tells the disciples, hey, I'm going to go away. And you can't come where I'm going. Mm. And he even tells Peter, okay, you're going to deny me three times before the cop crawls. So there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of doubt. And in the midst of all this, among everything else he's encouraged them with, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And then verse 19 says, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, you shall live also. Praise the Lord for his word. Hallelujah. See, you have to consider the source. If you know someone to be a liar, a manipulator, a person who uses flattery to get what they want, a kind person, if they tell you something, you're not ready to believe that. But this is not who's saying this. We have a man who's walked on water. We have a man who's raised the dead. We have a man who is God in the flesh. We got a man that has shown love and compassion for them. He's telling them, and they can trust what he's saying. Sometimes if we're not careful, we forget that we can trust what God said. Sometimes if we're not careful, we get so caught up in fear, we get so caught up in doubting, we get so caught up in depression, or we get so caught up in what's going on around us, or in our hearts, we forget who to trust. There's a scripture that says, uh, choose this day who you're going to serve. Choose this day. Who are you going to believe? Are we going to give it to our fears and give it to our doubts and give it to that word? Are we going to trust in the Lord? God said if we trust in the Lord, if we trust him with all of our heart, and I lean to our own understanding, if in all of our ways we acknowledge him, he will direct our path. That's a promise. And we can rest and stand on that promise. Amen? Amen. Look at verse 19. Yet a little while. See, God does not move on our time. Amen? Amen. We, think that we, we think we would be so much better if God moved in our time. We think we would be so much better if God was able to be moved by our emotions and our feelings. If God did what we wanted him to do, when we wanted him to do it. But praise God, God don't have any spoiled children. Amen? Amen? Abraham and Sarah were not spoiled. They had to wait on the promises of God. David was not spoiled. He had to wait on the promises of God. Daniel and Elijah had to wait all night long in there with Hungry lions. Don't y'all know that they didn't really feed those lions adequately so that whoever they threw in there, they were just ravishing. Those were hungry lions in the lion's den. He had to wait on God in the midst of that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We're walking. Think about 
the fear that has come to your heart recently. Fear about bills. Fear about visits. Family issues. Fears within the community. Fears concerning your children. When we pray about these things, God doesn't answer like that. Even now, they're fearful. They're hurting. They're desperate. And they're crying out to Jesus, where are you going? Why can't we come? In the midst of all this, he told them earlier, he said, you believe in God, believe also in me. And God's ways is not our ways, and it starts on our thoughts. And God wants us to learn to trust him, amen? How would your children be if every time they asked for something, you gave it to them like that? They would be spoiled. And God is building character in us, amen? God is teaching us how to wait on him. He's teaching us how to be patient. He's teaching us that he's God and we're not. He's teaching us that he's in control and he's working all these things out for his glory. And we can rest in that. And the good thing about his glory is his glory benefits us as well. His glory isn't like God's just some kind of selfish dictator. No, his glory he shares. He shares his glory. And his glory is working for our good. So he encourages them and he tells them in verse 19, he says, yet a little while. He's preparing them because he knows what's about to happen. And God prepares us, amen? We might not know exactly what's going to happen, but he says, if you don't be anxious for anything, with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to me and I give you peace. He gives us peace. God, the, Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace on earth, but it's for He prepares us. He says, those who follow me are going to experience persecution. Those who live God are going to suffer persecution. So that when persecution comes, we're like, okay, this is part of the walk. Okay. When fears come, oh, okay, this is part of the walk. Okay. The Bible does say in my head is, the Bible says when you find yourself in different trials and temptations, Knowing, counting joy, because we know that these things are working for our good. Okay, so I'm going through these things. The Bible says it's for my good. I'm going to trust him. That's the reason that he gives That's one of the reasons that he gives us his word, so that we can be comforted. His word prepares us for whatever's coming our way. Even when we don't know what's coming our way, even when we don't understand what's going on, he prepares us by his word. He comforts us by his word. Amen? And so he's doing here. Because Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's God. God with us. Yet a little while and the world seeing me no more. But you see me. Because I live, you should live also. Verse 20. At that day, ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. There's confidence that God gives to his people, amen? There's a confidence, there's a knowing, there's a peace that God gives to us by his spirit. People look at us sometimes and wonder. They're amazed how we have peace in the midst of what we're going on. 
Sometimes we wonder, how is God keeping me through these things that I'm going through? Verse 20 says, at that day, you should know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. We know that God is with us, amen? We know that the Father is with us, and we know that the Son is with us, and we know that the Spirit is with us. Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll forget that. Let's be careful to remember that, amen? Let's be careful to hold on to the fact that God is with me. It's going to be okay. I'm hurting right now. I'm fearful right now. I'm doubtful right now. But God is with me. It's going to be okay. It don't feel like it's going to be okay. But praise God, we don't live by feelings, amen? The just shall live by faith. Praise God. We have no Have you had any surprises already this year? Well, get ready. Because oh, yeah. more coming. We have surprises. Hey, and, and some more coming. But you know what? Who, we, but, but God is not going to ever let us experience the temptation more than what we can bear. He's always going to be there to comfort us. He's always going to be there to, that we can lean on him. He's always going to give us that peace and that joy. We're always going to have that confidence. Praise God for that. And this is all in Christ Jesus. But maybe you've been doubting. Maybe you've been so clouded by your fears and doubts and maybe the couple of things that we didn't expect to happen already this year that already happened that took us for, oh my goodness. And maybe we've been so distracted that we've forgotten that God is in control. Maybe we've forgotten what Jesus said that he would not leave us comfortless or not leave us like orphans. And maybe you feel like you don't have comfort. Maybe you feel like an orphan. Maybe you feel like nobody cares. And maybe you don't see anyone who does care. God cares, amen? But sometimes it seems like this is not enough. It's like, man, but it's more than enough, amen? Because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. And it's for his glory. Glorious comfort, amen? God offers us glorious comfort. Glorious comfort that the world can't even see it, can't even touch it, don't understand it. And there are times that we don't understand it, but we do understand it. Because we know we serve all powerful God, amen? Glorious comfort. Do we have that today? If we don't have a glorious comfort today, it may be because we don't know him. It may be because we don't know Christ through repentance and belief. Because we know that he came. We know he was a baby laying in a manger. We know that the wise men came and presented gifts. We know that he spoke wonderful words and taught in the temple when he was like 12, 13, 14 years old. We know that he healed the sick and raised the dead. But do we know him through repentance and belief? Do we know him because by God's grace we're living a life of holiness and repentance and belief according to the word of God by grace. And when we mess up and we stumble, we ask God for forgiveness and we know that we still don't check with God. Because God is with us. He's with his people. But those of us who fail to acknowledge him through repentance and belief, those of us who aren't living a lifestyle of repentance and belief before God, we don't know him. 
We can't have this glorious confidence. And if that's you today, cry out to God. Amen. God is able to save you. God is able to forgive you. God is able to comfort you today. He only comforts. He, he only comforts with this eternal comfort. His people. God is a good God. There are people who don't know him and they are living a good life. They're having good days. They're not experiencing some of the temptations and some of the persecution that you're experiencing. God comforts everyone. He comforts them with the warmth of the sun on a sunny day. He comforts them and allows them to be clothed and, and, and warmth in their homes and different things like that. But there's an eternal comfort that only is for his people. Those of us who are living a life by God's grace through repentance and belief in Christ, he offers this eternal comfort. Amen. Cry out to God for this, for his grace to, to, to repent. Let's cry out to God for his grace because you may be discouraged to say, well, I said that prayer and I repented to God, but I just couldn't do it. None of us can do it. None of us are able to walk with God. None of us are able to keep his word. None of us are able to walk in a life of repentance without God's help. So don't let the enemy discourage you and say you can't do it and, and let you fall in that because you're right. You can't do it. But we can do all things through Christ, amen, who strengthens us. God gives us the ability, the desire, the hunger, the thirst to repent. The hunger, the desire, the thirst to trust in Christ. God is able to give you that today. If you don't have it, ask him for it. The Bible says if you knock, the door is going to be open. If you seek, you shall find. If you ask, it shall be given. Amen? Yeah. Praise God for his comfort today. The comfort that people don't understand. I don't understand why you're still going to church. I don't understand why you're still reading your Bible. I don't understand why you ain't done had a breakdown. It's that comfort that Christ offers. Amen? It's that comfort. You don't understand yourself sometimes. But praise God, the same comfort that he offered to them, he offers to us. Amen? Let's not let the heart be troubled, but trust in him today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we 